How do you keep her attention when you're not face to face? Well, it's using that phone and it's making sure that every time your name pops up on her phone screen, the right emotion is sparked to where she's actually, it snaps her attention right then and there. And she forgets all the other fucking dudes that are texting her. Raw Dating Advice, episode five. And I'm really excited for Raw Dating Advice, episode five, because I don't know, I've kind of been thinking about like, I have this new studio set up and I have that new podcast on the other channel, but I want to somehow incorporate the fancy studio equipment for the Raw Dating Advice channel. And I've kind of just been wondering, like, I, I like I want to go longer form format and I wasn't sure exactly how to do it. And then it hit me, you know, because I was literally on a coaching call the other day with a guy who wanted, who was actually considering becoming a, a like a one of the VIP clients. And so I was talking to him about what it entails becoming a VIP client of Raw Dating Advice. And I kind of just asked him a little bit about how he found me and stuff like that. And he's like, honestly, I was listening to uh, one of your podcast episodes. I was like, oh, you listened to Raw and Relentless, which is my second channel, my other podcast. He goes, no, I think it was on your Dating Advice channel and it was about the succubus. I was like, like that was like the one of four of those episodes we did on my dating advice channel. And then I just was talking with Chris and I was remembering like we were impressed by the comments getting left on the longer form episodes where we really discussed this stuff, um, especially on the dating advice channel where uh, pretty much every subscriber I have came because I was making the direct camera shorter form content. And we've been talking about doing longer form content for a while, but um, it just hit me in a moment of realization especially after talking to that guy, that that was like the one that hooked him on raw dating advice. And it was the one I least expected. I was like, huh, I wonder how many other guys really appreciated long form content. And obviously in my own heart of hearts, deep down, I've been really being pulled and gravitated more towards the longer form stuff. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's incorporate this new style of like, longer form videos into the dating advice channel while still keeping it dating advice specific. And that's why we created the second channel. So, um, episode five of hashtag raw dating advice, and we're just going to fucking go all in on this for 2021. So get ready for an action packed value packed content packed longer form raw dating advice. So you can get more of what you guys already love, <laughs> just more discussion, deeper talk, more specific action steps. And also because we have it in a studio format, I can bring in other people. You know, <laughs> I've had a several really amazing dating advice podcast ideas, um, that I don't want to put out there yet. Cause I don't want it to get ripped off. Cause it will get ripped off the moment we start doing it. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, so just look forward to other guests. I want, I'm excited to introduce you guys to the other, um, I guess, dating coaches that I roll with people that I know experts. And I, I like to, uh, really surround myself with people who compliment what I do. Right. And so, um, you know, Susan Bratton is a great example that just off the top of my head, uh, sex expert for men, really busty milf type of lady, um, and just full of just so much charisma. It's crazy. So uh, one one of these days, I could get her in here on my fucking podcast, especially the Raw Dating Advice podcast, and that would be really fun uh, for you guys as well. So episode five, the value that I want to give you guys today, uh, and by the way, we got Chris here for color commentary, um, and so just like a talk show with like, imagine, imagine... Howard Stern and then his fucking color commentators on this side. Like the Beetlejuice. You're like Beetle. What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, you, you don't know who that is? Like when you say Beetlejuice no, three no, no, times no, no, in a no, row? No. no. He, he's a character on there. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So you know more <laughs> about Howard Stern than I do. I don't even listen to Howard Stern. I just remember uh, back in the day, I would prank call the girls I had a crush on in middle school. Um, and back when I was in middle school, it was like you looked up the phone numbers in the phone book. And so I would prank call phone numbers in the phone book. And they had this website called ebombsworld.com. Did you ever check that out? No. Nah. It was I was like 14, 15 when it was big. And they had these like soundboards where it was a famous celebrity and they just took a sound bite out of something they said. And you could prank call people with this entire soundboard of different celebrities. So you could prank call someone and just have every response or thing you'd want to say to carry a conversation from Napoleon Dynamite or from Howard Stern. And I would do Howard Stern uh, a lot to prank call people and they would get pissed. (laughs) (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. Episode five of the Raw Dating Advice podcast episodes. Five, the number five. So today we got five texting mistakes that keep you single and what to do instead. And so, um, yeah, I got five talking points here that I want to make for you guys. Five big mistakes that I don't even think I've talked about in this nature anywhere else on this dating advice channel. But let's get right into it. Obviously, I'm known as the attraction guy, the go-to guy. Why is that, Chris? Why is what? Why am I known as the attraction guy? Because you get hella bitches. And I also wrote the book on attraction (laughs) called 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl. So the first mistake I want to talk about when you're texting women is because obviously when I talk about the 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 concept of like sparking tension, sparking attraction, getting a girl to chase you. These are things that when I talk about it, I'm talking about it in when I'm giving guys a a guy advice and like what to say, uh, when to say it, things like that. Right. But what guys don't realize is when you go to text her, she's basically forming two different impressions of you. Right. And so your, your, the way she thinks of you, there's like two boxes in her head. The, the texting version of you, the version of you where she's talking to you over the phone and then the version of you that she sees in person, right? Because that's a whole different energy. She can take in your, your scent, your, um, body language. So there's a lot more senses that are involved for her where I think that's obviously why texting is different, but knowing that because there's less senses involved, I think is why it actually becomes simpler when you kind of start to see the the way that things work. Right. And so the major mistake that you can make is not sparking any tension while you're texting a girl. And these are guys who, hey, maybe you got a lot of chemistry with girls when you see them in person or when you get their phone number, but when you go to text them, uh, it doesn't quite seem to be the same energy. She's not giving you the same responsiveness. It kind of throws you off. Maybe you uh, overestimated her interest in you when you saw her. No, it's because she still hasn't formed or solidified her phone texting version of you, uh, impression of you in her head. And so for that reason, you still have to keep her attracted with that version of you too, because attraction is not like, um, like people always talk about their pursuit of happiness. Like I want to be happy. Happiness is a fucking mood. All right. I was happy this morning when I was drinking my morning coffee and I looked at myself in the mirror and saw that how well these sweats fit me. I thought I was being lazy today, but, uh, in reality, I put on some fitted sweats and I look like I'm like, street casual, you know? And, uh, uh, so that's a happy mood. But then, um, when my, when my, uh, notification said, Hey, bill came up and it said, Hey, your credit card bill due is due today. I was like, Oh shit, I'm not as happy anymore. Right? So just like happiness is a mood. It's not a destination that you reach. It's not like one day she will realize she's attracted to you. And now you've fucking made it. It doesn't work like that. Right. And I think that's the major mistake that a lot of people who are, 
super bought into the Hollywood narrative. I know I used to be like that too, which is they used to think um, like, okay, if I just put in my fucking work with this chick and I start talking to her and we're familiar with each other and we get to know each other and she starts um, to connect with me a lot, then maybe she'll start to like me. And when she starts to like me, maybe that like will turn into attraction. And you kind of imagine this like far off um, yet somewhat close day where maybe she'll realize she's attracted to you. It's not a destination, right? So you still have to attract her on the texting side of things is the moral of the story here. And so the way I like to do this and the way I recommend you doing it is when we talk about in terms of attraction, especially on this channel, especially in my book, which is the book on how to attract women, uh, I, I like to mix up the three core modalities, and I call it these because when you're texting a girl, it's like that old school video game, uh, Pokemon Stadium. Did you ever used to play Pokemon Stadium? Uh, no. Is that the one where they were just straight up like, it was like a Smash Bros? Kinda, but just like the, the Game Boy game, did you ever play that? It's like... The Pokemon, you have a Pokemon, I have a Pokemon, and you have four options of the, the move you can choose, mm. and you alternate going, right? And so uh, Pokemon Stadium was like the, the 3D version where when video games started getting advanced, so they had a Pokemon floating here and a Pokemon floating here, but it was basically the same thing. You battle each other. Anyways, I literally imagine the Pokemon Stadium arena when I'm texting a girl. I'm on this end, and she's on that end, and we got like four moves. That's it. You got like four moves because there's less senses. And obviously, if we you got four moves, what moves am I going to try to do? Am I going to try to do the ones, especially early on in the dating process, am I going to try to do the fucking moves out of my four where it's like connect with her, make her feel like I fucking love this chick, like most guys do, or just like how I text my a, fr a friend no so what I recommend is do the attraction moves the one that you know is going to get attraction and I mix up the three core modalities so these are my three moves in the, the fucking frame battle that is texting so disqualify tease accuse that's it I disqualify I'm always just either disqualifying her teasing her about something she said or accusing her uh, of making me like her accusing her of stalking me whatever it is disqualify tease accuse if Pretty much most of your conversations, especially early on, especially if you haven't gone on a date or two dates with this girl, um, if in the, within that conversation, there's not a heavy banter type of interaction where you're disqualifying her, teasing her, accusing her, you got room for improvement on how to attract women when you're texting girls, all right? So, but if you've kind of already been into raw dating advice for a little bit, you have a good feel for this. And so one little mind hack, um, I'm really big about like going into character, and I, and I used to realize this. I think this is the fix for any guy who doesn't think like, if I have a scripted thing to say, it won't work. Because um, I used to take like acting classes. I wanted to be uh, an actor when I was younger. Because um, I, uh, that's a whole whole other side of my life. Um, but I was like in one play and I fucking loved it. And then my buddy got it, started taking acting classes. And I was like, yo, I want to take acting classes too. And I remember they would have us like memorize these monologues. And I'm like a 12 year old kid, right? We would memorize a monologue and then we'd say it and we're, and then we'd have a coach like teach us how to improve. And I was so bad at like reciting the lines as a kid. I was so bad when I had to memorize it because I didn't realize, oh, I have to recite it, but also I have to act at the same time. I would just fucking deadpan like, okay, so yeah. And then this happened and, and but maybe that's like a character that I could have like built up, but I... Nah, it wasn't working. But for some reason, I really enjoyed the improv exercises that we did. When we did improv and it's like, you pretend this and then you pretend this, go. Now it's like, I'm not just reciting something I memorized. 
I might have some of those same lines, but now I'm in character, you know, and I, I think a lot of guys, that's the fix here. And so this is a kind of a brain hack where if you're not sparking enough tension in your conversations, just ask yourself, how is what she said here evidence that she's trying to seduce me? How is this evidence that this girl is trying to pick me up right now? And then just go from there in a lot of the ways that we teach on this channel, especially in the ways that I teach in my book, 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl, how, how to Get the Girl Now.com is free. All right. So that's the first mistake. You start sparking more attention in your texting interactions with girls, especially early on in the dating process. Does that make sense, Chris? That makes sense. And it kind of reminds me of a time, uh, <laughs> like it explains why I fucked up so bad. I was horrible at texting girls, you know, like I, I, there's this one time, this girl in computer class, I got her number. First thing I text was, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and I got shit, shit from my friends like for that. And oh my God, looking back and it makes sense. It makes sense why I got no response. That's pretty cringy, but you know, it's not yes. as, or you know, what's even more cringy. I had a friend when I was in Kansas and um, he got engaged shortly before I moved to Arizona. And I remember going over to their apartment to hang out um, with them, me and my other buddy who were also friends with this guy and now his uh, fiance that he's living with, they had a book of like, that they had made. It was like a bunch of photos and stuff that they had had, um, you know, that they had taken on their iPhone or anything that they wanted to put in this like scrapbook and then it was printed for them. And then we kind of were flipping through the book <laughs> and you saw their first text conversation and his first text ever, ever to her, which was screenshotted and put in the book was, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just tell you what, this guy did not have game, but, uh, you know, I, apparently it worked out for him, you know, but, uh, obviously if you've tried that, much like Chris, you can probably know that it's not necessarily the yeah. best text to be sending girls. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the second texting mistake that guys make that keep you single. All right. That keep you from getting the girls that you want. All right. And this is blending in with every other simp that's also texting her. Right. And so if you don't realize that, especially in 2021, but it's always been this way. Right. Here's the thing. People have been complaining about taxes since the 50s. People have been complaining about taxes since the beginning of written word. I remember in fucking Bible school, when I was in elementary school, we would read stories in the Bible where people are called tax collectors and they are framed in a negative light. Nobody likes the tax collectors. People have been complaining about taxes for thousands of years, right? What's changed? Nothing's changed. In fact, it's probably only gotten worse, right? Because of social media. So especially today when most women are even struggling to meet guys, like girls are struggling to meet guys too, which just, I mean, if that's not evidence that you need to be approaching more women, I I don't know what is, but, um, here's the thing right now. People are stuck inside. We're in quarantine. We're waiting for things to go back to normal. But until then, a lot of your interactions with girls are probably going to be over social media, over text, and then you hang out with them, but you, you don't, you don't use that as an excuse to like start slacking on the fundamentals here is the point I'm trying to make. All right. It's always been this way. And here's the, what's always been. These girls are getting hit up by Dudes that aren't you, period, right? So pretty much every girl, especially if she's cute, like if you're on raw dating advice and you're going after just like chicks who have no life and they're disgusting looking, like that's, I'm not, this doesn't apply to you. I'm talking about normal ass fucking dudes 
or guys who want to improve and get good with girls, but you're actually going after quality girls that actually inspire you, that are actually a little bit, you know, maybe you feel like you have to really, really tighten your game just to land a girl like that, right? Those are the girls that you should be going after. Girls like that, I'm telling you, you are not the only dude texting her, all right? Literally, when I was going out in Scottsdale heavily, five, six times a week, and I was going, I had wing women when I was going, I had three women, wing women specifically, you think I go out with the boys, no, I go out with three fucking girls, we would go to Vegas, just us four, and they would help me pick up chicks, and I would help them pick up guys, you know, so it was a win-win, and, and we would all fuck with each other, and we'd all flirt with each other, but knowing it's, it's just fun, because we're wing women in here, right, and so, uh, Rebecca was one of the girl's names and I remember she was texting a guy and she was like complaining about it in the Uber back from the bars that night and she was uh, uh, talking about it and obviously I'm like the dating expert. I'm like the attraction guy. So she's she's like venting to me about what this guy's texting her but this guy's actually like doing things that I actually like that I recommend. So he's actually getting her in a good emotional state. He's having the effect on her that you should be having on women when you text them, um, where she's like wondering about it. And she's like, oh, my God, he said that she had a Jewish accent. So uh, literally um, with with her, I was like, OK, so show me this text that you want to show me or whatever. And as soon as she hands me her phone, I see 22 on the fucking text messages like uh, on the inbox or whatever. I was like, wait, wait. Do you really have 22 unread messages? Like, how many group chats are you in? She goes, oh, there's, those are just other men that are texting me. But did you see the one that I... That, so, poor, moral of the story is she had 23 guys texting her concurrently of, got, of messages she hasn't even opened. I don't even know how many messages she's actually opened, right? And so, but she's only talking about one. And this guy's standing out somehow. And I think this is the mistake that I want to make here is that so many of you guys just settle for things like, hey, what's up? And you blend in with every other fucking simp that's texting her that doesn't get her attention. You have to be on her radar. You have to get her attention for her to be interested on you, interested in you. And it's very easy to get a girl's attention when you approach her and you say, hey, hey, what are you doing? Talk to me, right? And not verbatim that unless you know you have enough swagger to pull off a line like that. But it's easier. It's obviously easy to get a girl's attention when you're fucking talking to her face to face. But how do you keep her attention when you're not face to face? Well, it's using that phone and it's making sure that every time your name pops up on her phone screen, the right emotion is sparked to where she's actually, it snaps her attention right then and there. And she forgets all the other fucking dudes that are texting her. All right. And so, um, one way to avoid doing this is stop texting women all day, every day. Like, what the fuck are you talking about all day? I don't even want to talk to my girlfriend who lives with me all day, every day. I don't even want to talk to Chris all day, every day. I don't want my friends who I'm going to go golfing with this weekend. We don't even talk all day, every day, maybe once a week, right? So this girl doesn't even fucking know you. You want to you want to slide up in that. You want to get between those legs and you're trying to weasel your way in her, into her pants. You're not going to do it by fucking being on her phone all day every day. I'm just saying, okay? So, stop texting her all day every day. Stop asking her too many personal questions you give no fucks about like, "What's up? How are you doing? What did you do today? How was your sleep last night?" It's like, just making conversation just to make conversations. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so, 
Here's just a quick list of ways that I brainstormed off the top of my head where you could start standing out and being a little bit different uh, in ways that also spark attraction, right? And so if she if she's used to you starting the conversation by asking her a question, whatever the question is, you know, start it with it, start it in a different way that she's not used to. Break the pattern of what she's used to with you, right? Because here's the thing: there's a psychology thing called a pattern interrupt, and a pattern interrupt is basically like, hey, if I'm used to things going here, the moment things start going here and we jump up to a different level and we shift things a little bit, it gets my attention, right? If you get 10 positive YouTube comments, this is like a classic, uh, like a, like YouTubers talk about, you get 10 positive YouTube comments and that one motherfucker says that one thing. That's the one you think about, right? Because it interrupts your, your pattern of what, of what you're used to. Uh, or ironically, it worked the same way in the opposite, right? If you got 10 negative comments and then one person says something very positive to you, right? It still stands out and you think about it. So you got to interrupt her pattern. So if she's used to you starting a conversation by asking a question, start it with an open loop instead. Like, you'll never believe what just happened to me today, dot, 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 right? Something like that. And then let her respond because people, they want to close the loop in their head, right? Uh, and so... I actually use this a lot to my advantage. Sometimes I'll be telling a story and then I'll I'll leave it on an open loop and then I'll like specifically when I'm talking to a girl, I'll be talking to her and I'll, I'll be in the middle of like an amazing story. And before I finish the loop of how the story ends, I'd be like, wait, you know what? Hold that thought. I'll be right back. And then I leave and I go start talking to someone else and I make her come to me. Right. And so little things like that, I create open loops. So that's one way to interrupt her pattern. Just start it with an open loop rather than a question. Um, or if you're always texting her, maybe send her a picture, right? If you always start it with a text, Send her a picture. Um, one way that I thought about doing it as I was writing this is I've had construction right outside my studio window um, and even my bedroom window for literally the last two and a half years because I live in the in the middle of the city and they're building like skyscrapers right next to my window, like literally right outside my window. And so at four in the morning, five in the morning, I'm hearing beep, 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 right? And so one example, if I was trying to hit up a chick right this second, I might send her a picture of all the fucking construction outside. And I've been, <laughs> might say something like, these guys have been outside my window all night keeping me up. You don't snore, do you? If so, remind me to never have you over past my bedtime, right? It's a longer text, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's long or short. It matters the emotion that you're sparking with it, right? But if it's, if it's a long text and I'm confessing my feelings for, oh my God, I love you, babe. All right, what emotion is that sparking? Are you going to pull her towards you or pu push her away, right? So that's one example. Another example, um, uh, rather than responding with like a playful tease via text, maybe send a voice memo real quick. Like, oh, you're such a little shit. I can't even handle you right, handle you right now. And it's like a three second voice memo. And then that's it, right? It's a good way to switch it up, but also be interrupting her pattern. Um, so that's the second mistake. Anything you want to add there, Chris? Uh, no, I feel like, well, the only thing is just like, well, it's a, more of a question, right? When you're in, inserting all these, because uh, ultimately the, the point of text is just to get her on a date, right? So when would be like the ideal time of you kind of teasing her and, you know, kind of blaming her for you causing the attraction? Like at what point do you say, all right, let's go meet up for a coffee, you know, kind of invite her out. Oh, wait, so you're asking me that question? Yeah. Okay. Um, when I'm texting a girl, especially, so I guess it depends on the situation. Is this a girl that I've been dating? Is this a girl that I've gone on multiple dates with or is this a girl early on and I haven't even gone on one date with her I'm still trying to just get her to hang out with me mm. so like let's say uh you you were talking to her over like Instagram like you met her through social media first off I'm not gonna have these conversations on Instagram if I'm DMing a girl on Instagram or if it's on uh, a, a messaging app like uh 
not WhatsApp, but uh, like or a, like a dating app, right? So mm. like Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or Instagram, same thing. I'm gonna shoot for getting this girl's number, right? Because you want to change the arena, right? So like for example, Pokemon Stadium. If I'm in uh, if I'm in her arena, it's her rules. If I'm in the arena where there's 15 other guys trying to also get in that same arena, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow it down. I'm playing a numbers game here, right? It's it's a funnel. So uh, how many girls am I texting with my actual phone number? Because I'm not gonna give my phone number to just anybody, right? So it's same with her. She's not gonna give it to just anybody. So how do I get one level further than all the guys who don't have her number? I get her number, right? So if I'm DMing a girl, as soon as I have a high note in that conversation, I'm be like, you know what? Uh, shoot me a text. Let's continue this conversation. Just something like that to, to move the conversation to an arena where now there's less competition for lack of a better term. Right. And so, uh, I'm going to make it more personal, but now with the number now you're one step away from hanging out with her. Right. So obviously the goal is to hang out with her. Your goal is to make it more and more intimate send her down your funnel, if you will. Uh, and so, uh, what was the actual question though? Oh, it was just like, at which point do you go in for like that invite? Like at which point in the conversation of teasing and yeah. So if this, if this is a girl that I haven't really hung out with a lot yet, um, I'm going to basically, I have a whole other video about this, um, that you guys can check out. It's one of the most viewed videos on this channel right now, um, where I literally break down in several of my conversations and I talk about like my three rules. If this is a girl that I haven't really hung out with yet, maybe, or just even one date, I'm going to be pretty much shooting for uh, a meetup within that first conversation, uh, maybe like three to five texts in. Why? Because I just want to shoot my shot. Why not? Right? Because most guys don't shoot their shot. And so I'm going to shoot my shot because I'm going to make her realize, hey, if we're going to play this fucking game, you and me right here, right now, um, just know that my only goal here is to actually see you in person because I'm not going to be like every other fucking dude who's texting you and be fucking texting you like heart emojis all day, every day. And I'm just a guy who's here to validate you. That's not, that's not how I roll. Right. So I set that tone very early and that's because early on I'm shooting for shooting my shot essentially like pretty, pretty fast if you mm. will. Okay. That makes sense. Um, all right. So the third, by the way, if you guys are loving this stuff and you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button right now. Who else is doing this type of shit? I already know if you're already consuming me, uh, this type of content, if you follow other channels, just know we've been innovators in this space for a very long time. And that's why we're getting back into the social media content because everybody's trying to model raw dating advice. I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Right. And so, uh, who else is doing this shit? You already like the content. You already know it's different than all the other shit that you've been, you've heard. And I'm not going to sugarcoat shit for you. It's called raw dating advice for a reason. So hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. All right. So let's get into the third, um, mistake that guys make that keeps you single when you text women and that's playing the how long should i text back game how long should i wait to text text her back have you ever thought to yourself oh i should i should i should wait like three hours to text back yeah because it's always like that thought of just like oh i don't want to be too needy <laughs> <laughs> all right so let me put it like this if she was texting ryan gosling and ryan gosling hit her back right away do you think she'd be like, this motherfucker has nothing else to do? He fucking has me, text me back right away, but Ryan Gosling, like, fuck that motherfucker, Ryan Gosling. You think she's gonna say that shit? Nah, she's gonna be fangirling. Yeah. Why? Because Ryan Gosling hit her back right away. So if you're thinking, how long should I wait to text her back? What does that say about your view on yourself in this interaction? That's powerful. I feel uh, that's what I realized as, as when it comes to like your advice in, in general. It's just like a lot of like framing yourself as that star celebrity or like just seeing yourself in that higher value just valuing yourself valuing yourself first mm -hmm. yeah like for me 
um, I want to always obviously market myself in the most positive light. And so, and one thing that I think anybody who's ever met me in person, um, would, who also has like watched my videos, like I'm the same person on camera as I am off camera. Maybe I start talking louder, obviously, because I have a microphone in front of me, but that's about it, right? You come to my boot camp, I'm the same motherfucker, and I'm going to say, speak exactly how I speak here, um, how as I do with my friends, right? Uh, minus maybe a joint or two. <laughs> um, and so uh, going back to the texting thing, it's not necessarily that I'm trying to make her think I'm a celebrity. It's that if I want to be the best version of myself and I want to be really good at attracting women... I have to learn how to view myself in a positive light. I have to learn how to view my own strengths um, in, in a positive light and how that actually brings value to the situation. And guys who feel like they need to wait three hours to raise their value in her eyes, subconsciously, what you're really saying is, I don't think I have any other value to offer other than making her think I'm high value. So start, I mean, obviously that we can get really deep on this. You obviously have some work to do on yourself and just your view of yourself. And this is why literally every program I sell on raw dating advice, every client I work with, this is the first thing that we start working on is your fucking view of yourself, right? So I have a program, for example, called legendary game where it's a year long curriculum. Why is it a year long curriculum? Because it's only for the guys who value mastering the skills in dating. They want legendary game. It's called that for a reason. I don't call things legendary if they're not legendary, right? And so it could take a lot of guys five, six years to get to a good point. Most guys, this used to be like kind of the, 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 um, rule of thumb when I first got into the game, the game was, uh, um, if you've been in the game for about three years, now you're fucking good, right? If you fucking take a lot of action, you can get good in three years. Yeah, for sure. But if you take the right actions, you can get good a lot faster. And so legendary game, a year long curriculum, I say it's only a year long, right? And so if you want to master game and so, uh, for example, the first thing we teach is mastery over you. Before we talk about mastery over her, we talk about mastery over you. There's a reason for that. It's because I don't make her try to think, that I don't try to paint myself in a celebrity light. I just become the fucking high value version of myself and then I let that naturally attract people. You know, and then obviously I take the right actions and make these course corrects that we talk the about. more technical aspect exactly. to it. Yeah, the inner game first, outer game second, but also at the same time, they're a cohesion. They work with each other. They're in tandem. They're yin and yang, right? So anyways, going back to the mistake, don't fuck that whole, how long should I wait to text back? If you have a good thing to text back right away, fucking send it right away. If you have a good thing to text back um, in 10 minutes, fucking send it 10 minutes right now right from now or three hours from now, but don't necessarily feel the need to respond just for the sake of responding, right? And this is just, how would a high value guy act? If I have a million things that I'm doing today, I have a to-do list longer than fucking, I don't know, the longer, what's a good analogy here? Than it, Mount Everest. Longer than Mount Everest, longer than my cock. I have a to-do list longer than my cock, uh, which honestly isn't that long. But if I have a long to-do list, um, uh, well, how did we start talking about my dick all of a sudden? <laughs> you brought it up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, my dick is bigger than your dick. You heard that song before? No, I've heard the 
the small dick man you ever hear that song no <laughs> um maybe we should end it like at the end of this video i'll fucking end it with the the my dick as like the outro song um anyways uh playing the house so stop worrying about that um more here's kind of my rule of thumb that i follow i call it the 10 second rule right if it takes me longer than 10 seconds to think of a good response i'm just gonna set my phone down and go on to something else Literally, because I got too much other shit to worry about. And honestly, and we'll get to this in a second, but let's pretend I'm the the roles are reversed. If I've worked on myself and I've worked on my game enough and I've taken enough action to where I'm the guy who has 23 unread that I haven't read their text yet. I mean, now I'm in the power position, obviously. And if one girl sends me some shit that makes me have to think hard just to respond back, then I'm going to be like, oh, that's too much effort. I'm going to go on to the other 23 options I have. So, uh, just kind of realize like what it says about you. If you put so much effort into one fucking text and it takes you longer than 10 seconds, um, probably you're going to get diminishing returns after 10 seconds is the point I'm trying to make. So good rule of thumb. Um, and I actually just created it for myself. So literally this is the only place you're ever going to hear about the 10 second rule. Um, and so honestly, the reason why I do this and why I like it so much is because if you've kind of been taking action and working on your just verbal banter and your quick wittedness, um, more often than not, your gut's going to know what to say, especially if you do what I did uh, taught you in the first mistake, which is like start going into character a little bit. Um, if you can start going into character, your gut's going to actually, you're going to have a gut feeling of like, oh, what would be a cool response to this, especially if you stick to the three modalities we talked about, right? And so go with your gut, especially if you have a little bit of knowledge on this and how to disqualify T's or Q's. Um, but if it takes you longer than 10 seconds to formulate a text or like to think of one, diminishing returns, go on to the next one. All right. And so one example of this is like, um, <laughs> and I know it's hard to do because uh, if you're in the moment and you're actually emotionally invested into this girl, it's hard to have like kind of that unbiased uh, attachment to this. So maybe sometimes uh, hand your phone to one of your buddies and ask him what he would recommend because whatever he says, it's kind of like flipping a, a coin. You know, I'm going to know if I like that response that he recommends or not. And then I'll have more clarity on what I want to send. So that's one little hack. But I remember a guy who was actually one of my business coaches who was actually is, is in my program legendary game. Um, um, he came up to me at one of the business events we were at and he's like, Hey man, I've been texting this chick, but she's kind of like, she just texted me this. I don't know what to say. And she, I think she's like trying to like pull away. Right. And it was like this girl, basically their conversation was like her trying to let him know, like she doesn't want to hang out anymore. She doesn't really see him like that. She's not really feeling it. That's kind of like the vibe that she was going after. Um, and I remember she said something like she's been going on dates with other people or something like that. And he's like, I don't know what, how, how should I respond? How I flip this around? And again, 10 second rule. I had literally walked in. This is in Canada where weed is legal. So I was at this business event in Canada where weed is legal and it's not legal in the U S. So I had literally, I was 30 seconds off of smoking this joint is basically, so I was in a very good mood when I walked in and, uh, uh, I get the phone and I go, wait, she's going on dates with other people. And this is a girl that you've been dating. And he goes, yeah. And I was like, okay. And I said, How'd you know I'm into threesomes? Girl, it's too soon for that or something like that. And he's like, no, you can't send that. And before he could stop me, I just hit send, right? Because my gut knew I'd been working on my, so I, the moment I'd be like, I disqualify her about how is this evidence that she's trying to seduce me? She's going on dates with other people. She's trying to bring someone else into this dynamic. Like, girl, like, I don't even know you that well. Like, are you already trying to have threesomes with me? Jeez, you're so naughty. Like I can go on and on, but Again, it's very simple and it comes back to the fundamentals that we're talking about in this video. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so 
the fourth mistake is being too available. And so this one, I think you guys, I think the, the title kind of says it. So I have a list of just examples of symptoms that are telling her you are the type of man who is way too available. If you're way too available, then what does that say about you? Like you probably don't have a lot of other, a lot of other options. You probably don't have like a thrive thriving social life outside of dating. You, don't, you probably don't do a lot outside of that, right? And if you're thinking to yourself as I'm saying this, like, well, I don't do a lot. I don't have a lot of options. Well, stop fucking, you're like, you're not a tree. You can move, right? Or you're not fucking just static. You're always changing. Time is always moving forward. You can just be better tomorrow, right? So this is the concept of self-improvement. This is the concept of, hey, stop being a victim to your current circumstances. Actually do something about it, right? So if you're thinking to yourself, I don't have a thriving social life. I don't have a lot of options. I don't have a lot of other things that I'm doing. I don't have a lot of things that I'm looking forward to. Well, start getting things that you're looking forward to. Start uh, working on your game so you can have more options. Start doing things socially, inviting people you know to do things with you and hang out, right? This is how you start working on that and then you take baby steps from there, 1% every single day. So here are symptoms that you are signaling to her that you are too available, all right? Whether you know it or not. You're texting her all day, every day. You're starting your conversations with the word, hey, or like a boring fucking interview style question. You're never ending the conversation first. She's all the, always the one who stops replying to you first. Um, you're always starting the conversations. That's another thing. Uh, you're asking her to hang out two plus times a week. So more than once a week is probably diminishing returns early on in the dating process, especially early on. Uh, you're rearranging your own schedule to match up with hers so you guys can hang out. That's not how this shit works. You have shit that you're doing. You have options. You should have options. You're working to have options. You're going to have options one day, so start getting used to this routine now, right? And so uh, stop rearranging your schedule. She's like, um, you know, I I know she doesn't have class on Thursday, so I'm going to I'm gonna clear my night on Thursday and ask her if she wants to hang out on Thursday. Fuck that shit, right? Fuck that shit. Don't rearrange your schedule, right? Fit her into your schedule. See where your guys' schedules align. It's not like a, hey, you got to change your schedule to fit my... No, where do your schedules align? Period. Like, look for that, right? And don't be too pushy about it. Did you, do you have something you want to say? So it's just like more or less of like that effortless, like obviously if she's into you and you're playing it right, she's yeah. going to make at least... Put some effort in trying to meet up with you. Right. Essentially is what you're saying. Yeah. The way I see it is it's you incorporated into your life, right? Honestly, there's, you got your family time. You got your, as a man, you got health, wealth, love, and happiness, right? I got things that make me happy. I got love. So the, date, the dating aspect of my life, health, I, I'm working out. I'm working on myself and, and uh, health, wealth love and wealth. I have a purpose in life. I have a mission I'm on. I'm trying to uh, provide for myself. I'm trying to become financially independent, right? I'm speaking in terms of like, this is how you should be goal striving yourself. You got health, wealth, love, and happiness. Those are your four main areas. So it's like a fucking table. You knock out one of the legs, you're a little bit less stable, right? So if you're too available, going back on what you said, um, what you're saying is, uh, I like it, you're working on your dating, right? But that's like the only thing that you do. And it's kind of off whack, out of balance with everything. But realize dating isn't the whole thing. Dating is one thing. You have a purpose in life. You have other things you're working towards. You have other goals outside of your dating life, right? So you incorporate it into your life rather than rearranging your life around this, unless your purpose is to improve your game, which even in that case, you should be working on your game, which doesn't not involve Becky from uh, Taco Tuesday Cello or whatever, texting you back and hanging out with you on Thursday because you already cleared your night because you know she doesn't have class on Thursday. There's a difference there. 
Does that make yeah, sense? So it's like instead of you chasing her, it's just like you said, it's incorporating into your life as a whole. Just she wants to hang out, you know, today, but you got work and just set up another time. Yeah. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Another. Um, so I got two more symptoms. Never giving value. If you're not actually giving value um, to this interaction, you're probably too available. Right. How much. So when I say never giving value, I mean. You're always just like seeking validation from her. You're always just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, hang out, hang out, hang out. Hey, maybe she would hang out with you if she got a little bit more to know you, different sides of your personality. So you mix it up a little bit. If she's following you on Instagram, maybe send her a fucking funny meme on Instagram or something, right? The more she can kind of like latch onto your personality, um, that's value that you're giving. So improve yourself so that way other people will actually want to be around you, right? Because if you don't raise your own value, if you're not improving yourself um, and you maybe feel like you're getting ghosted by a lot of women, really be honest with yourself. How much value are you giving in social situations when you walk into a room or when you start speaking do people kind of get disappointed or start tuning you out and start kind of like looking at their phone or do they get excited and they tune in and listen to what you say right are you a value leecher or a value giver is the point here so be giving value so if you're too available hey approve of me approve of me hang out with me hang out with me you're trying to seek you're never trying to seek you're never giving right uh, and so maybe one tweak that's specifically applicable to your texting conversations when you ask her to hang out, Hey, well, you want, you want to go to dinner with me? You want to go to dinner with me? Rather than saying you want to do this and my, my Thursday night depends on you saying yes, say, Hey, I'm already going here. You want to come along with, it'll be a good time. Hey, me and my buddies are going to go do this. Uh, you, you should t- come totally bring a friend. It's cool, right? We're going to this fucking party. It's going to be awesome. Right now you're giving value. Now you're inviting her along your path a slight difference there uh and another thing is like this is the worst face palm instant saying okay just let me know when you're available you're too available <laughs> does that make sense yeah and i feel like especially uh now it's more relevant now that you know people are stuck in COVID. i feel like it's it's more important than ever to like also have that social life in any way you can you know and not just be reliant on on waiting for her to reply yeah 100 percent So let's get into the fifth one and then let's get the fuck out of here. All right. So the fifth one is you don't have a full pipeline. You don't have a full pipeline. And this is not a pun referring to your dick as a pipe. Okay. This is meaning that it's like a sales term, having a pipeline. This is your list of leads, right? Right now you're in scarcity of leads. You're in scarcity of women to date. You don't have a full pipeline. Realistically, here's how I viewed getting ghosted. I was happy when I get ghosted by a girl because I have such a, 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 a motivation for just the path I'm on in life. You know, I want to be the number one dating coach in the world. I also want to have a top five podcast in the world, period, whether it's raw dating advice or my second channel. I actually really love my second channel because you get to see other things I'm interested in and other guests that I get to interview, right? But moral of the story is I have things I'm working on outside of my dating life. And I always have ever since I got into improving myself, improving my game, I've always had tried to seek purpose in things that don't make me seem needy and things that motivate me and things that fire me up in a way that other people want to, um, come along for the ride. You know what I'm saying? So more of the story is when I would get ghosted by a girl or a girl had to cancel on me last second, I would kind of feel relieved. I would kind of be like, Yo, that means I get to go back to working on this or I get to hit up one of these other girls who also wanted to hang out tonight, but I was turning them down to hang out with you. So thank God you said no, because now I can go hang out with her. Right. And so more of the story is when you work on your other areas of your life, but you also work on your dating life 
as hard as you work on other areas of your life, now it becomes a work-life uh, dating kind of balance. You're incorporating it in, but it's also just a part of who you are, right? And so if you're getting inconsistent results, maybe you see, uh, you try a tactic and it doesn't quite work or it works sometimes and it doesn't, it's because it hasn't been fully incorporated into you yet. You haven't done it enough yet, but you're on mm. the right track. You know, a boxer, Jake Paul, Nate Robinson, which by the way, we had a, a podcast where we pretty much went deep on that podcast and the clip from that actually blew up. But, you know, a boxer, Nate Robinson is a perfect example you don't play boxing. He tried to box for three months and then get in the ring with someone who's been boxing for three years and he got slept, right? So more of the story is, does Nate Robinson suck at boxing? Probably not. I mean, he's probably better than most because he's been boxing for three months longer than most people in the world, right? So he's building up his skills. He's still trying to incorporate the movements and get it kind of ingrained into his muscle memory. Right now, it's not in your muscle memory right now. There's a reason why I'm here giving advice and actually I have the book on attraction is because a lot of this stuff, I've t done it so much that I just know what works and what doesn't. But it doesn't mean I'm any better or worse than you. It just means I've taken more action than you. And so one of the things I constantly preach on the email list is like, don't compare your chapter one or two or three to someone else's chapter 20 or 30. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get there eventually, but you just gotta stay on this current path. So you're already here watching this video. You already know you wanna improve your dating life. You already know you wanna improve your game. So actually commit to this and actually work it into your fucking life. That's the point here that I want to make, right? And so real quick, more of the story is you don't have a full pipeline. Um, and this is the biggest, I, I would say the biggest mistake that men make in texting because fuck all the other shit we've talked about up to this point. If you have a full pipeline, you automatically are less available. You automatically are more of a challenge period, right? And also to get a full pipeline, just to get there, you had to develop yourself to some level, even just to get there, which says a lot of positive things about you. Okay. And, and here's the thing. It could also be a, a, you know, logistical thing. You don't necessarily have to have the best game in the world, but if you have the best logistics, you know, I, I live on the strip in Vegas. Yeah. Obviously you're going to get more, uh, women sleeping with you because just by nature of where you are. Right. So there's, there's things like that to keep in mind. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh shit, I, I don't have a lot of women around me again, you can move. You're not a tree. All right. So here are symptoms that you are currently in scarcity. All right. Uh, and obviously you need to get out of scarcity to have a full pipeline right now. You're in scarcity. If you get butt hurt when she can't hang out or doesn't respond, you're constantly wondering, uh, this is another symptom. You're constantly wondering about one girl and you haven't even met up with her yet. You find yourself blaming things that you can't control. I'm too short. Girls would like me if I'm short. Girls would like me if I lived in a better town. Girls would like me if I did if COVID wasn't a thing and we didn't have to wear face masks. Or if I could approach a girl like it, there's no girls are just all bitches or girls always have boyfriends in my town. Like fuck that shit. You can't control any of that shit. And that's all the story that you're telling yourself in your own fucking head. All right. So challenge your own beliefs because your beliefs have already gotten you into this mess. And so you gotta change something to get out of this mess. Right. So stop playing the victim to your current circumstance. All right. Stop worrying about things you can't control because that's one of the major symptoms of scarcity. Another one. You overthink every little sign she gives. Does that mean she likes me? Does that mean she doesn't like me? Does that mean she hate me? Like everything she says, everything she does, everything. Uh, she waited too long to text you back. She kind of sent, sent you a text. It didn't make sense. Fuck that shit. Stop worrying about it. All right. Stop overthinking this shit. <laughs> Again, if we're thinking in terms of diminishing returns, you're probably better off just not thinking about it at all and assuming positive things and moving forward with that assumption, period. Um, you haven't been on a date in over a month despite your efforts or despite how much you've been thinking about how much you want to go on a date. If you haven't gone on a date in a month and it's not by your 
conscious choosing. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's, it's by your conscious choosing if other women are asking you to hang out and you say no. It's not by your conscious choosing if you want to be dating more and you haven't been on a date in a month. Even if you backwards rationalize, oh yeah, I just haven't been focused on dating. Shut the fuck up. You would have gone on a date if you could have, right? So uh, you haven't been on a date a month and despite your efforts. Or you feel the need to bombard her with messages because you fear losing her. Shout out to Chris for that symptom, right? So those are symptoms that you're in scarcity. And right now, if you're currently in scarcity, obviously, make sure you rewatch this podcast. Make sure you actually subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you pick up my book, 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl, where literally every time you meet a girl, you bust out one of the 107 ways, just any one of them, right? And you can actually start attracting women. These are proven ways to get girls attracted to you when you see them, when you're in person, face-to-face with them. Now, that said, that is the fifth mistake that keeps you single right now. And if you're sitting there wondering, okay, well, what do I actually send? I actually have a whole program called 30 Perfect Texts to Get Girls. Guys, it's probably sold. We've probably sold as many of those as books have been sold uh, as far as the 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girls. So it's one of our more popular programs. And it's literally just 30 perfect texts that I've literally tested over the last 10 years, which kind of feels weird to say because I realized that I'm about to turn 31 in a couple months. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm in my 30s. So it's been a while, right? And so these are 30 of my perfect texts for literally the most common situations that you can send to not only get her more attracted to you and chasing you in ways that we've talked about in this podcast, but also uh, are going to um, make her want to hang out with you. So these are specifically to get her excited to hang out with you and invite her out with you. So if you are interested in that and you don't want to have to do the work to find out your own 30 texts, and these are proven perfect text, then check out the link in the description box below. And I will see you guys in the next podcast. See you guys. Peace. My dick, cost a late night fee. Yo, dick.